Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. So I had a little... uh incident this week with my feet. (laughs) I got a new pair of shoes and I wore them to the gym and I thought, hey, things are good. New orthotics, new shoes. I didn't have any pain. So I decided to go for a walk last night with a friend. Boy, that was a bad idea. So now I'm all blistered and cut and torn up in my feet. I tried to wear my boots this morning. That didn't work. And even in these shoes, I'm not liking it. I jumped at first service. That was a bad idea. (laughs) But I'm not going to whine about my feet because I'm thankful that I have shoes, especially new shoes that need to be stretched and worn in. And some of you feel my pain and some of you are like, what is he talking about? Anyway, Romans chapter 1, verse 21. We're going to jump out of salt and light. We're going to talk about in everything today. As they read, in everything we give thanks. Romans 1, 21, new living first. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God note or even give him thanks and they began to think of foolish ideas of what god was like and as a result their minds became dark and confused if we jump over to the amplified translation for even though they knew god as the creator they did not honor him as god or give thanks for his wonderful creation or wondrous creation on the contrary they became worthless in their thinking godless and pointless reasonings and silly speculations in their foolish hearts were darkened or was darkened. You know, I find it really interesting that when humans uh, come to this place of ungratefulness towards God, automatically they start shifting in rebellion against him. Because if you can't thank God as the creator for who he is and what he's done and how he created the universe um, and you and gives you life and breath and hope and you have your being in him, uh, then if you can't acknowledge that, automatically you start moving into rebellion against him. And as you rebel against him, you live a life full of sin, and that's a dangerous place to go um, as a human because how many know your sin separates you from the creator? He's holy. He doesn't get along real good with sin. And when you're sin, it's really rebelling against his way or his plan or his method, his, his instructions to us. So as humans, when we sin, it's not good. It separates us from God. The good news, right, for all of us, is Jesus came to earth. Jesus lived among us. Jesus died on a cross. He sacrificed himself so that we could be forgiven and we could be restored to relationship with God. That's the good news. And, you know, for some of you, maybe you haven't um, left your house in a while, (laughs) or maybe you just don't get out much, but... In some places in the world, you know, fresh water is not readily available. I mean, how many of you love that you can turn your tap and usually fresh water comes out? Some people are more thankful for water than others. All of us should be thankful for fresh water, potable water that you can drink, you know. I mean, what do you do when you turn on the tap and no water comes out? Pay the bill? (laughs) No, I'm just... I've been there where the bill's paid and no water comes out. Or, yeah, what about electricity? What do we do without electricity? 
I mean, here, goodness, in my household, man, the internet goes out for five minutes and my wife will be like, call the kids to dinner. And I go, Google Wi-Fi, pause. And she's like, are you going to call the kids? I did, don't worry, five, four, three, two. <laughs> hey, dad, what happened to the internet? <laughs> Time to eat, come downstairs, I'll turn it on after chores are done. <laughs> and I, I mean, I used to call, hey, it's dinner, you know, screaming, wasting your voice, and nobody hears you. They've got their iPods in and their music on and their videos going and yeah, cut the Wi-Fi, instantaneous response. It's great. <laughs> you know, uh, how many of you um, like hot water? Yeah, Ever take a hot shower, yeah. hot bath? If you've never taken a hot bath, man, let me recommend it. Good relaxation. Put some Epsom salts in there. It'll be good for my feet later to do that. But my point is this. Um, you know, I went almost two years without hot water. I really like my hot showers now. I'm thankful to God for my hot showers. And then traffic, you know, it once took me six hours to go six kilometers in traffic. The six kilometers back and forth to work, it usually took me one hour with traffic. Now, how many of you, it takes you one hour to go six kilometers around here? I mean, some of you are like, I can walk it in, in less than that. You're right, you can. But where I lived at the time when it was like, you know, 40 degrees <laughs> centigrade on a cool day <laughs> with pollution and humidity, you don't walk, you melt. <laughs> See, I turn left to leave to go home from work and it takes me three lights to get to the 401 sometimes to turn left, especially during rush hour and I think, Oh my goodness, this traffic is horrible. And then I catch myself and I say, no, it's not. We don't have traffic in Windsor. <laughs> we think we have traffic in Windsor, but there's other places like Toronto, they have traffic. It's all in how you frame it. You know, some of you, you know, drive different vehicles than others, and some of you don't have vehicles, but you rely on things like buses and Uber, and thank God for mechanical transportation like that. I mean, how many of you are glad you didn't have to hitch up the horses and get in the wagon this morning on your way in? Because with horses, there comes other things. <laughs> and if you've ever been in one of those wagons, I don't know, people are like, oh, that'd be fun. I'm like, I don't know, man, you drive in one of those wagons for a while, it's, and I'm not going to bounce like I did at first service, but it's... So, let me ask you this. Have you thanked God for anything in your life in the last week, aside from maybe pausing for a minute to thank him for the food? You know, in John 6, 11, Jesus gave thanks. There's actually many other places Jesus gave thanks. 1 Timothy 4, I'll read that one to you. Verse 3. I'm going to read it off the back wall, hopefully. 1 Timothy 4, 3. <laughs> or not. I can do this. That's what I get for not putting it in my notes. Ah, they will say it's wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods, but God created those foods to be eaten with thanks. With what? By who? Faithful people who know the truth. And then he reiterates it. Since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks. See how this works? And in verse 5, for we know it's made acceptable by the word of God in prayer. And I think it's really important that we as Christians should always pause before we eat, right? Give God thanks for the food that he's provided for us. 
And you know, some of you eat different types of food and, and you know, some people eat grains and fruits and vegetables and others eat meats and, and, and sweets. And you know, no matter what you eat, just take a minute and pause and thank God for it. Give God thanks, give God praise. And uh, I'll throw this in as a bonus. I like to do that periodically. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Some of you are gonna eat with your family, right? Some of you eat with extended family. Uh, maybe not so many this year, we'll see, but you know, you get with unsafe people sometimes and they say, hey, holy roller, preach. But they don't get called that by their family because you're the one that goes to church. Why don't you say a blessing over the food? You can take that opportunity to give God thanks for the food and pray for, you know, Aunt, Aunt, uh, Aunt Matilda in the hospital over there. And, 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 but sometimes we take that opportunity to preach a five-point sermon on salvation, repentance, hell, and 20 minutes later when we're done praying and the food's cold and everyone's cursing you under the breath, you haven't brought them closer to Christ, right? So let's be wise in that. How many of you remember the atheist scientist who challenged God to a human-making contest? None of you? So the, the idea was the atheist scientist challenged God that he could make a human faster than God could. And uh, the contest was about ready to begin, and the atheist scientist grabbed some dirt, and he started shaping the dirt, and God looked over and said, hey, go make your own dirt. I made that dirt. with all of our great wisdom and reasoning sometimes. Let me ask you this. Did you speak the universe into existence? I didn't. <laughs> Did you make the sun and the moon hang in the sky? Did you create the hydrologic cycle? <laughs> Does your word hold the universe together? His word does. Do you have life? Breath, sight, hearing. Do you have words? Do you eat vegetables, grains, meats? <laughs> I remember I went deep sea fishing down in Florida a few years ago. What a great trip. But the guy that I was uh, fishing with, the charter captain, he had a, a pita sticker on his truck. People eating tasty animals. <laughs> Um, at any rate, God told the sun to shine, the rain to fall, the seeds to grow. And how many of you know you work hard for your money? Does anyone, anyone goes to work and makes money? Some of you work harder than others? But here's the thing, when you're working hard for your money, who gave you the ability to work? So later when we get to tithes and offerings, everything that we have is his because he gave us the ability to go out and produce. He gave us the ability to multiply income to get money which is a tool that we use, what? To be a blessing, so that we can eat, so that we can live, so that we can have shelter. Hey, 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 who gives you the strength to work hard? God does. So I want you guys to stand up and I wanna do something. I've got my stopwatch here, trusty stopwatch on my phone. Now we're gonna do this twice. And I wanna see if you guys can do any better than first service did. But the first thing we're going to do, because, I mean, let's be real. How many of you have ever, you know, had an issue with God? You ever been angry with him? Ever been unhappy? How about a situation that didn't work out like how you thought it should? 
so, so we have our, um, I'll call them complaints, you know. So what I would like you to do for the first minute, and I'm going to hit go, is I want you to talk to God about your complaints. You can even talk out loud, that's okay. Because if everyone's talking out loud, no one's really listening to you. But you can tell God, so let's bear our hearts and be transparent. Like, I'm not super happy that my feet hurt today, but that's not God's fault. That's my fault. I have more wisdom than I, I used, <laughs> right? I know better than to do what I did, but I did it anyway, and now I've got a consequence. But I'm still going to tell God that I want him to help heal my feet. So let's make our complaints known to God for one minute. Ready? Go. Go ahead. Tell God what you think. It's okay. You can tell him. Let him know. Talk to him about the things you're unhappy with. You guys are so shy. It's okay. You can talk out loud too. Go ahead. It's not a sin to have a complaint against. Crickets. Has nobody got anything to say? 20 seconds, keep going. Ten seconds. Better hurry up, get those words out. Make that list for God. And two, one, time's up. How do you feel? How many are energized because you got that off your chest? Okay. So it's not really a sin if you bring a complaint, but you can't stay there. Okay. Now what I would like you to do is take one minute, and I would like you to thank God for the good things in your life. Okay. And you could do this out loud again. Find something good to thank him about. And ready, go. Forty seconds. Come on, get all your thanks out. Tell God what you're thankful for. Keep going, don't stop. 30 seconds. Think faster. Keep thanking them. 15. You're almost there, five seconds. Final thanks, three, two, one. Okay, stop. Okay, go ahead, sit down. Now, how many of you feel, how do you feel now? Oh, better. Now, I noticed with the complaint list, some of you had no problem making a list of things that you're upset with God about. Here's my list, God. Ding, 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 ding. That's okay. That's your reality. And some of you started really strong thanking God for a few things, and then you faded off real quick. There was a noticeable drop about 40 seconds. So 20 seconds in, and there was a noticeable drop in the things that people were thanking God for, and then you were grasping at straws. And some of you just went straight through the whole time. We know that focusing on the right thing is really important, and we know that allowing the Spirit of God 
um, that gratefulness will actually produce a better atmosphere inside of your life. Okay, that's your science, right? The science says that when you are grateful, it produces a better atmosphere inside of your life. But our tendency is we have this war going on inside of us, and some people, I am convinced, that they, uh, they just don't have the capacity to be positive. And we cannot, as Christians, let negativity rule our speech, because people complain and whine about many things, you know. It used to be in a grocery store, you would get into a line and people would complain that the line was long. You know, now we're just thankful that there's product to buy sometimes. No? Words are powerful. They have the ability to create or destroy. Have you, think about it, have you complained about the weather, traffic, work, driving habits? How about driving habits of others? I go through one of those roundabouts on the way home just about every day, sometimes three and four times a day. At least twice a week, someone that doesn't know how to use the roundabout goes through the roundabout. Yeah, I, I know how to hit the brake pretty good. You're very correct. Although the other day, someone was going through, someone said the wrong way. They, they, they made a left turn into the roundabout, and I'm thinking, how do you do that? But thank you, Jesus, that we have cars and rules on the road, and most of the people know what they're doing. Because can you imagine if nobody knew what they were doing? <laughs> but see, we drift to the negative all too often, right? And, and we have to be careful. I mean, people complain about their neighbors. People complain about church. Believe it or not, they do. People complain that I'm wearing my sneakers instead of my boots <laughs> or jeans instead of slacks or a sport coat instead of a button-down, or that I drink tea all the time in my Wesley cup. You know, the thing is, we have a choice to make every single day, whether we're going to choose to focus on things that we can be positive about or things we can be negative about. In Hebrews chapter 13, in the Amplified, verse 15, through him, therefore, let us at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. And then he tells us what that is, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Did you catch that? The sacrifice of praise is the fruit of your lips acknowledging and thankfully confessing and glorifying his name. That's something we have to do as Christians. Don't neglect to do good, to contribute to the needy of the church as an expression of fellowship for such sacrifices. Please God. How many want to please God? then give a sacrifice of praise, which means you need to control what comes out of your mouth. The fruit of our lips, thankfulness to God, acknowledging, confessing, and glorifying his name. Steve Cole says, Stephen Cole, it's a lifelong battle to cultivate a grateful heart in all things. It takes a lifetime to become grateful in every arena. Now, some of us are better at being grateful than others. How many of you know this? I mean, I have four children. Some of them are in the room, or one of them anyways. And some days I'm more grateful than than other days. But at the end of the day, I'm always grateful for them because they're a great blessing. They're a heritage from the Lord. But in the moment, sometimes we forget how grateful we are, do we not? How many of you have a good husband or a good wife? But how many times do people forget that in the moment? And they draw their swords on each other instead of on the devil. Giving thanks is an attitude for living your best life. 
How many want to live your best life? Then we need to learn to give thanks. Ephesians 5, 15 to 20. It's talking about how Christians are supposed to live. So you're Christians, you're Christ followers. That's why we come to church and gather together. It says, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. <laughs> Sound advice. How many want to live like fools? No takers? Perfect. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. How many know we live in evil days? They live in evil days then, we live in evil days now. Have you heard anything evil this week that's happened in our world? My goodness, that poor young lady over in India that got attacked by three guys and they snapped her spine and cut out her tongue trying to silence her and hide their assault on her. She didn't make it. She translated to the next life now. That's a sad story. That's evil when people do things like that. But as long as the law of sin is in the earth, what do we expect is going to happen when people don't want to follow God's ways? Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that'll ruin your life. Some of you figured that out. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. How are we supposed to be filled with? The Holy Spirit. What do we do? Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts, and then what does he say? And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thankfulness is a key part of what we do. We worship, we give thanks. How many times do you give thanks in an average day to the Creator? Focus on the good things, give thanks. We're all gonna go through stuff, stuff's gonna happen. Life's gonna happen, people are gonna have trials, people are gonna have suffering. If Jesus suffered, you're gonna suffer as a Christ follower. Why do you think you're exempt from it? You get a get out of suffering free card? Doesn't work that way. He's with us through it. He's with us in the process and his glory is gonna be revealed to us, but you gotta endure it. Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Thank him for all he's done. Okay. I have a challenge. Has anyone followed any of those challenges on uh, some of the social media platforms that they do today? Some of them are really silly. Oh, yeah, the uh, ice bucket challenge. I did that. I got the lift and a giant bucket of ice water. And my wife got to pour it over my head. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> or was it my daughter that did it? Anyway, yeah, some of the challenges are fun. Some are really dangerous. We probably shouldn't have done the one where they were dancing outside the car. Ouch. Bad idea. Um, anyway, um, I have a challenge for all of you. If you're up to the challenge. Your mission should you choose to accept it. We at WCF, starting today, October 11th, are gonna do a thankfulness challenge. Here's the rules. Number one, be thankful for something new every day. How many say that's easy, I can do that? Rule number two, make sure you're thankful to God and notice his creation. Rule number three, be thankful for others. Here's the catch, I want you to write it down. Keep a journal. 
40 days of thankfulness. Every day you need to thank God for something new. Can't be the same thing, okay? And if you're really feeling brave, post it online. Say, I'm doing a 40-day thankfulness challenge, and every day go online and thank God for something good in your life. And we're going to start focusing our attitude and our words and our thoughts on something that's positive. Now, listen, I know some of you are having a hard time right now in life. Sometimes there's some challenges. And maybe your first thankfulness thing might be, God, thank you that I didn't murder anyone today on my way into church. Or maybe you're feeling a little bit better than that person, and you know, God, thank you that I didn't get run over by a moose today. <laughs> Almost. Close. <laughs> but here's the thing. A truly grateful attitude is only possible for those who take the Bible seriously, submit themselves to Christ's lordship, commit themselves to the will of God, and walk in the light of his promises. David Jeremiah. So here's what I want you to do. How many say, I can do the 40-day challenge? That's a few of you. I'll challenge all of you. Do the 40-day challenge. Take 40 days and thank God for something good every day. Change your focus. Now, some of you will start strong, and five days later, you'll fall off the bandwagon. How many know some of you, your track record is consistent with that? It's okay. This is why you get a thankfulness buddy. Accountability is good. So do the thankfulness challenge with a friend. Find a friend who will do it with you and you can do it together. Husbands and wives, I highly recommend you do this together because on day six, when one of you isn't being thankful and the other one looks over and says, hey, what are you thankful for today? And they want to take your lower lip and wrap it around your face. <laughs> we agreed to do this together. <laughs> so <laughs> I encourage all of you, do the thankfulness challenge. Watch how God will get involved and change your life. While I'm there, I am thankful for all of you wonderful people that are here. And I want to encourage you on a couple things right now. Here, I'll do this. It's more fun. And then I'll stop jumping around. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. So, we do our best to start this service at 11 and end this service by 12.15. Somewhere between... 1210 and 1215. And how many of you appreciate that I value and respect your time? But this is time that we set aside for worship of the Creator. This is time we set aside to worship God together. And an integral part of what we do is worshiping God with praise and worship. And some of you might not know this, but most of the announcements that we used to do in service have been moved to the pre-service show that Kim and Matt do a fantastic job producing. And a lot of the announcements and the information that you would like to have and like to get or used to get, you're only going to get now if you come to the pre-service show or if you go to the website or dun dun dun. At the bottom of the main page of the website, there's a little sign-up where you can add your email address to get our newsletter. And our team is working to send out the newsletter every Friday, at least, to give you all of the information. So for instance, if you would have got this week's newsletter or, or whatever information bulletin, you would have learned that Doran recently lost his father or Christina just lost her daughter. Or you would have learned that Arlie and Esther had a, another baby. So we, we aren't doing those announcements necessarily during the service anymore, but we are sending out the information to you on, on the Fridays. Every Friday, we send that information out. 
Additionally, we have classes that are going to be happening, evangelism, codependency, anger management, a few others. That information comes out through the, uh, yeah, that's all of them, Song of Solomon, Scattered Church, Design to Lead. We have a bunch of classes that are going to be beginning, but if you didn't know about those, you're probably not reading the newsletter that you get. So that's where we're putting that information for all of you, because we want you to get the information, but we want to be able to send it out on a weekly basis and not take time apart from the ministry of the word during the service. Um, we want to try to give you the announcements through different means. So if you sign up for that, you can get that, and that'll be a blessing to you. And I'll encourage you, those classes are fantastic. You should take them if you haven't. Or if you know someone that might need that, you know, cut someone off and when they road rage, invite them to the anger management class. No, let's not do that. <laughs> then we'll have to do a hospital visit too. Uh, so I want to encourage all of you, please show up maybe five minutes before the service, especially as things start opening up more and more eventually. Uh, you'll find that if you want to come in and worship with us as we're growing as a congregation, you're going to have a harder time finding a seat on a regular basis if you don't show up early anyways. But respect the time that you've set aside for God and do your best to try to be here as early as you can. And we all run late a little bit, and I'm not trying to um, attack anyone that's running late today or any other day, but if you're habitually late, that's something that we need to work on inside of our lives. Um, that said... So sign up for the newsletter, and uh, you know, you'll find out in there that we're going to be doing baptism on the 25th of October at the first service. So if you want to get baptized, that'll be a, a good day to come. And then we also are working on a one-day encounter, and all of the information on the one-day encounter is going to come out through the newsletter and be on the website. So I encourage you, if you've never been to wcf.ca, check us out. Go down to the bottom, get that little email newsletter, and it'll give you kind of what's happening here at WCF. You know, Thursday nights they have Celebrate Recovery. Saturday mornings they have the Men Alive. Friday nights they have a youth group and a young adults group. And on Wednesday nights we have a junior high youth group that's launched now. And so if you want to get that data, if you want to know what's happening at the church, you're going to have to do it through the website and through, because generally, except for periodically when I refer people to the newsletter to get all the announcements and information, um, we won't be doing it during the service times. Fair? Good? Okay. That said, um, in a moment, we're going to go to tithes and offerings and communion. But as I'm transitioning over to that, I just wanted to talk about the tithe for a minute. The tithe um, is a principle in the kingdom of God where we know that God has given us the ability to work and obtain money which is a tool that we use to purchase for food and clothing and shelter and to be a blessing for others. But everything that we have as stewards in the kingdom belongs to God. So what God does is he takes 100% of what we have, we owe to him, and then he tells us that he would like us to take 10% of that income and give it back to him to take care of his bride, which is the church. And the tithe is usually what we use <laughs> the vast majority of the time, to keep the lights on and to pay the staff and to make sure that we're able to do the things that we need to do here at the local church to, to serve. We also take some of the money we give and we sow out into local ministries and global ministries so that we as a congregation have seed all over the nations of the earth. And as this end time harvest comes in and people's lives are being transformed and changed, we get some of that blessing. So we get rewards in heaven just by being faithful in those arenas. 
Now, the Bible teaches on this in Malachi. It talks about he'll rebuke the devourer from your life. It talks about he's going to allow you to test him. That's one area God says, test me in, is in the tithes with your money. But God wants us to give cheerfully, not under coercion. So never give just because you feel like you have to. You always want to give with joy. And you want to give because you want to, it's an outpouring of an expression of your love for God. And uh, so that's how tithing kind of goes. Offerings are over and above beyond that, where we take care of the poor, where we give to special projects, or we give to missions, or we give to be a blessing to the guest speaker because the labor is worthy of their hire. So when we get to the end of the service and we talk about tithes, you know, we've changed things anymore. We don't pass buckets anymore. We have um, some at the back, and there's, there's boxes. Eventually, we may have more boxes around. There's online transactions and debits and auto debits and different ways that people um, process transferring the money to the church. We've tried to make it as easy as possible for all of you. But I do thank you, Windsor Christian Fellowship, for your faithfulness in this arena. Um, so before I actually go and pray over the offering, let's stand up and let's partake of communion. And I find it interesting throughout scriptures on many times when Jesus was going to eat, he gave thanks. Even the night he was betrayed, he took the bread and broke it, right? And it was very consistent with his pattern to give thanks. And I think for us, we need to understand and come to a place where we need to just give thanks to the Father on a regular basis. So fathers, we have the bread in our hand and it's representing your broken body on the tree. I thank you, Lord, that you are restoring people to wholeness, that you're healing our hearts and our minds, you're healing our bodies, and all sickness and disease has to flee in the name of Jesus. All sickness and disease, all of the curse has to leave in Jesus' name, because he liberated us at the cross. So Father, as we align our minds and our words with truth, as we start purposing to, to have a grateful heart, and a thankful heart, focusing on what's good and what's pure and what's lovely and what's acceptable. I thank you that you're transforming your people from the inside out. Lord, you're changing our hearts and we can look to you today. And Lord, even as we go out in a few minutes, I thank you that your light will shine forth through us because we love people. And we're thankful for the opportunity that we've been given despite the darkness around us in the culture. In the name of Jesus. And with the cup in our hands, Father, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from sin, makes a way for us to obtain forgiveness and mercy at the cross. Today, Father, I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you for freedom. I thank you for deliverance going forth. That the blood of Jesus is in our lives. That the blood of Jesus made a way for us. And we're thankful that you were willing to endure the cross for sinners like me and my friends here today. So Lord, you are the one who makes a way and I thank you that in every situation we can look to you, the source of hope and the source of life. In every situation, Father, I thank you that you're moving in and through us. And in every situation, we look to you for wisdom and guidance. Today, Father, as we're obedient, 
to the command that your word gives us to be thankful. I thank you that it's going to change the atmosphere in our homes, in our lives, in marriages, in families, in workplaces, all over this place. So today, we give you thanks for your goodness and your grace in Jesus' name. You know, for me, day one of the challenge, I'm thankful for some faithful men and women that come and lead us in worship. And they help prepare our hearts for the ministry of the word. And they help us transition out of the cares of this life into the focusing on the things of God. And I'll pray one more time and I'll send you on your way. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to sow into your kingdom. I thank you that you give seed to the sower. And Lord, as tithes and offerings are released, I thank you that your favor and blessing is upon each and every one that's sowing in faith, that you multiply their seed and you rebuke the devourer from their household. Lord, I thank you that healing is released in freedom. Thank you that your favor comes upon them. And Lord, as they're faithful with little, I thank you that you can make them faithful over much. Good stewards, Lord, that you would look and say, well done to your servants today. So as they go forth today, let thanksgiving be on our tongues. Let it be on our lips. Let that sacrifice of praise come forth in our day-to-day -day life. And let the glory of God be revealed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for coming today. If you need to know more about Jesus or maybe giving your life to him, come talk to me at the front. If you're a guest, talk to Pastor Larry. We'll look forward at the guest table in the foyer. God bless you all. Have a great week. Amen.